think that's it, except for inviting one of my favorite people in the whole wide world to come up and share today. <laughs> Susan, would you come up? I'd want to be a really close friend of Susan's even if I wasn't married to her. <laughs> and she has such a, a wonderful connection with, with God also. I love her stories. So you're, we're all in for a treat, including me tonight. Thank you, Susan. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And hmm, I actually would like to share a testimony because I think there's some other folks here that need a breakthrough in this area, too. <clears throat> yeah. So a couple weeks ago, one of my coworkers who has chronic back pain, like she gets back pain like all the time because she's got like scoliosis. Um, she was going to have to leave work because it was hurting so bad. And, um, and I also knew her daughter was about to get married, so there was a lot on her plate, including having to you know, see her ex again, which uh, wasn't usually a pleasant experience for her. So I asked if I could pray for her. And, um, and so she, she said, okay, cool. You know, I'll give you your meds too, but, but <laughs> can I pray also? <laughs> and she was cool with that. And as I prayed, I realized that the back pain was probably more linked to the stress she was under than actual physical any physical um, malalignment. Hey, show. And so when I had her connect with Jesus and released all the trauma to him, um, the pain went, and then just saw her two weeks later after the wedding, and it was a destination wedding, so she had to drive up to Tahoe. I'm sure that was part of the stress, like how am I going to do this thing with my excruciating back pain? She came, back to me, she came up to me and said, I have had no pain. No pain. Okay, So I want any of you who have pain in your body, especially something that's a chronic back pain or, or um, muscle ache or something that just recurs again and again and again, maybe digestive issues, headaches, anything like that, that you suspect might be related to stress. Or if that started... When you're maybe going through a stressful time, that's very, very common. And we tell ourselves, oh, it's just my, my acidity. It's just whatever. I just get this. It runs in my family. But I don't believe we have to receive that, that it just runs in my family, that it's just the way we are. Oh, it's just my scoliosis, so I'm just going to have it for the rest of my life. That's not, that is not the kingdom of God. So stand up if that's you, that you have this pain that seems to come and go or often gets worse during stressful times. That's a real tip that this could be you. Because Okay, so we're just going to ask Jesus to come now. Jesus, come now. How? Jesus, come now. And I want each one of you to recognize where the pain is in your body and also recognize what stress what false responsibility? Who? Any guilt? Any shame? Any worries or cares you might be carrying that you know 
is not what the Lord wants for you. And I'm asking just right now, Jesus, would you come close and, and make each one of these aware that you're right there next to them. You're right there. You're right there. You are right there next to them. Yeah. And whatever you went through that traumatized you, whatever you went through that made you grow up too fast, become the adult in your family, whatever you went through that made you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders, he is right there right now to take it off your shoulders. Yeah, let it just let that release. Sometimes we feel like we owe, we owe this thing something. Like if I don't hold this thing, who will? If I don't hold on to this thing, who will? And I want to encourage you right now, look into his eyes and see what his eyes say to you. Lean into his presence and sense how much he cares. Just let, just let that weight, just let that heaviness now release to him. Let every care go to him because he cares for you. Yeah. Let it release. Let it release. Yeah, let it release. He cares for you. He understands. He's there in the past, in the present, in the future. He's there. He's always been there. He understands. Who? 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 He's a man acquainted with grief and sorrow. He came to earth as a human so he could walk in your shoes and understand intimately exactly what it's like. Yeah, that's our Jesus. That's what he did. He didn't have to do it that way, but he wanted to. He wanted to know exactly what it feels like to be in your skin. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Now check your body out and see how it's doing. See how it's doing. Yeah, more, Lord. More anointing, Lord. More power, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. How are you guys doing? Huh? Anybody feeling feeling anything? Feeling a breakthrough? Feeling release? Yeah? Yeah? Good? Ooh. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And I know for some of you, that's probably a pain that just comes and goes. I will tell you, I've seen this heal a lot of people. A lot of times, we don't even know what we're carrying. And he's like, I want to carry it all. So you can go ahead and sit down now. Wow. 
Wow. <laughs> I believe there's a lot here. He's going to keep on healing as you continue to kind of release those things. Sometimes we don't even know we're carrying it. I know sometimes I, like, I feel this guilt thing. I'm like, why the heck am I feeling guilty? You know? It's just like a habit. It was like a learned response. Um, yeah. So Jesus, actually, while on that subject, let's release that to you too, that false guilt thing, because you died for all that stuff. That, that I'm not enough, I haven't done enough thing. Oh, yeah, whoa. You did it. You did enough, you are enough, that's it. End of subject. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Whoo. Hey. <laughs> okay, well, let me just pray for, for me and for all of us tonight. That um, Jesus... We just would continue to just marinate on your goodness. Oh, help, help. Just give me your words. Um, Give me your awareness of what you're doing, Jesus. And would you help our hearts open up to receive exactly what you have tonight? Because I know you custom design um, every message, every experience for each person because you understand us, Lord, inside and out. And we are, we're so great. We're so <laughs> we are so grateful to you, Jesus, because you are so, so, so good to us. So good. Yeah. Thank you, God. Whew. Yay. So I am going to speak tonight about the power of God's voice. And some of you were just experiencing that right now. Because how many, and I'm not going to talk about prophetic words tonight. I'm going to talk about his voice speaking, how he speaks to our heart. And how many of you know, I think a lot of people get stuck, and I've gotten stuck sometimes because we're kind of waiting for that mm, audible, we're waiting for that literal, you know, word for word for word. And how many of you know he speaks to us in a myriad of different ways? Sometimes we just kind of know something. Sometimes we, a lot of people see visions, see pictures, have experiences. Um, Sometimes we smell things. Sometimes we just kind of sense what's going on, what God's doing in our life. And we, we doubt that. We doubt it sometimes because sometimes his voice sounds so much, can sound so much like our own voice because it can be so quiet, so still, so calm. But the more we trust that we're hearing him, the more we're going to be aware that it really is his voice. We love prophetic words, and prophetic words are awesome. Um, but you know... Prophetic words in and of themselves don't get us our breakthroughs, typically. Not in and of themselves. So getting another, when you've had prophetic word, and you get another prophetic word, and you get another prophetic word, and you get another prophetic word, you have a bunch of prophetic words. But all those prophetic words are like blueprints, and they're awesome, and they hold promise. But for those prophetic words to do something in your life, you need to lay them out before the Lord. Talk to him about them. And have him reveal to you 
next steps, how to pray. Maybe you need to take a class. Yeah. Um, We had blueprints in one of our cabinets for a lot of years for our backyard. And our backyard did not look like very much. Those blueprints were like a promise of something that was going to look really, 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 really beautiful. But for a lot of years, it did not look so beautiful. Because those blueprints were just sitting there in the cabinet. And that's sometimes how our prophetic words can be. They're just kind of sitting there in a journal somewhere, and we're kind of waiting for it to just sort of happen. But we had to take some steps and make some decisions and move forward. And now we have a beautiful backyard that is everything those blueprints promised. But it just didn't happen in and of itself, right? Having the blueprints wasn't enough. So I think that this whole, and I know a lot of you do very much value hearing God and and going to him for yourself. I just wanted to sort of ask for an activation and ramping it up tonight to a new level. I need a new level of, of just walking with him, talking with him day by day. I know I've had seasons in my life when it's been like that. And I've had seasons where it's not been like that. Whoa. I believe this is a season we want to take it to that next level. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Okay. And just so you know, for any of you that are curious, when I do that, I call it a spiritual hiccup. You know how you get a hiccup and you can't stop them? You'd like try. The more you try, the worse they get. Well, it's kind of like that for me. It just feels like a surge of something. Power, I don't know, something. You know, I love doing inner healing, and I oversee the inner healing at this church. And I would say the reason I love, 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 love doing it is because I get to be there and watch people hear God and hear him in an issue where they've been needing a breakthrough or needing revelation and just watching them and sort of feeling what they're feeling. Oh, it is, for me, the best. It's amazing. It is wonderful. I get to see them get transformed by what he's showing them or speaking to them. And I will tell you, prophetic words are good, but that doesn't happen so often with prophetic words. It happens pretty often when we hear him down deep in our heart, where deep calls out to deep in that place. Some weeks ago, I work, um, for those who don't know, I work as a family practice physician assistant. And some weeks ago, I had this older gentleman. Well, I shouldn't say older, because he's probably about my age. So, uh, (laughs) younger, a younger gentleman. I don't feel old. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all only as old as we feel and I could be I could be 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this gentleman came in and for his pain meds as he came in every month because we have to do it every month. So he gets lots of pain meds and he does lots of cannabis because he has lots of pain. And he's been doing that for many, 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 many years. This is normal. This is his lifestyle. Going to doctor's appointments, probably he's on disability because he can't work and his life has become chronic pain. That's it. So he's not got a lot of hope. He's sort of flat, a little depressed. 
Um, but this particular day, I guess, I felt a little more courageous than I maybe usually was. And I, hey, has anybody ever talked to you about meditation? And he's like, well, no. Like, you've been in chronic pain for, you know, decades now, and nobody, okay. Well, you know, he just gets pain pills thrown at him. I'm like, well, would you like to try? I found that that's usually very, very acceptable, no matter what their spiritual background, which is very fun. Um, yeah, because pretty much Jesus shows up for everybody, whether they believe in him or not. Some of them are ready to recognize him, some aren't. That's cool. You know what? He's okay with that. Our God of love is loves unconditionally, no matter what they believe. Hey, he loved us before we believed in him, right? And I know some of you came from other, other spiritualities and backgrounds, or even probably atheists, so hey, his love is so big. So anyway, I asked him, we, did, we do something called the Emmanuel process, so I did an Emmanuel process with him. And I asked him, I asked, and I asked God to show him. And it turned out he was Catholic. He was raised Catholic, but not practicing. You know how that goes. So kind of guilt-ridden former Catholic person. Um, I asked God to show him a time where he felt like happy and peaceful and, you know, enjoying world the world. And I will tell you within three seconds, he's weeping his eyeballs out. And this man is flat. And he's the whole time he's going, I don't do this. I don't do this. I don't do this. Because he was so undone. God took him back to his childhood, took him back 50-something years. That was the last happy moment he could remember. Well, no wonder he was kind of sad. Anyway, and in that time, Jesus started showing him who he was, who his original self was, absolutely undone. Now, he pulled, tried, worked real hard to pull himself back together again. But he had not experienced that for literally decades where God's showing him, speaking to him, this is who you really are. You are a child of promise. You are a child with great potential. You, you, you are carefree. You are able to engage in all those things. Now, he wasn't able to communicate those things, but you could just see it. You could just feel it. Absolutely. He was, it was wonderful to behold because God was just speaking to him. Restoring hope, restoring dreams. So now God's voice can mean very, very many different things. How many of you know? We're used to kind of having a, a two-way communication with each other, and we know maybe, what, 70% is, is nonverbal, maybe 30% is verbal, but with God, <laughs> the nonverbal is multi-dimensional, isn't it? You feel, when he speaks to you, you're feeling love, you're feeling peace, you're feeling his wisdom, like, how could you be so brilliant to think that up? You're feeling um, just hope, goodness. All those things flow like a river, because it is his, he speaks through his river, doesn't he? That river that comes from the throne room, that's why we, we feel so refreshed when we hear his voice. Yeah, I know when I've gone through a season where I'm not hearing him or I'm, I'm just whatever, distracted, busy, whatever, and then I sit down, get out my journal, calm, 
discipline myself, to calm myself down, maybe do a little soaking. Oh, and then it comes. It's amazing how it can transform me and just set everything right again. Gets me in a whole different space. So I want to look at a scripture from Hebrews 4. And this scripture actually references a psalm, I think Psalm 95, and Psalm 95 references Exodus and Joshua, which is the time of the Exodus where Joshua is leading them into the promised land. But they had a little issue. How many know those poor Israelites had some issues, didn't they? They wanted, first Moses, we want you to talk to God. We don't want to talk to God ourselves. And then it was Joshua, you talk to God. We don't want to talk to God ourselves. Um, So this scripture, I think, says a lot about what it is, what it requires for us to hear his voice on an ongoing basis. So God has set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Now, if Joshua had succeeded in giving them this rest... God would have not spoken from an, about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God, for all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. Now, there's a really interesting link in this scripture. Oh, I think I forgot to... There we go. Sorry about that. I'll go back to the other one. Oops. Okay. Back up. Is it? How do I back this up? Do I just? Ah, there we go. Did it work? Yes, it worked. Okay. <laughs> um, today. First reference is to today. Today, right now, in this moment. Right now. Not 10 minutes from now. Not tomorrow. Today, in this moment. In the present. How many of you know we live in a very busy, distracted world where we're thinking about tomorrow a lot? We're thinking about yesterday. We're, we're multitasking. We're doing all the, getting all this information in all the time. Today, in this moment... Like when we're in worship, right? And the distractions go away. That's why, pre- that's why God's presence comes so thickly. We are, we are, we're not letting all the noise of the day affecting us. We are focusing on him. Now, you, you know, we can do this anytime, place. Today, in this moment, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. How many of you know when our hearts get hard, it's harder to hear his voice? And one of the, I think, primary ways our hearts get hardened with, is with worries and cares. And when we're feeling anxious, we're no longer in today, this moment. We're in 10 minutes from now. We're in three hours from now. We're not here in the flow of right now, in this moment. And that's why that, that gentleman, my patient, 
was able to connect with God because he was able to be still and quiet for a little minute and let go of his cares, and boom, God was right there. It was pretty amazing. He sure was not expecting that, I can promise you. He was, he was, he was shocked. <laughs> but that's our God. That's our God. So today in this moment, we hear his voice because we are not hardening our hearts. We're allowing our hearts to be soft and supple and focused on the present. And what does that do? It, we enter rest. And the scriptures have a parallel. Rest is also the promised land. Right? Whoa, in, in the Exodus and the Joshua, entering rest was the same thing as going through the river into the promised land. That's what, what, what it meant to enter rest. When we're able to stay in the present, in hearing his voice, keeping our hearts soft, we enter rest. We enter the promised land, your promised land of the fulfillment of who you are in God. When we allow that flow to continue and we push aside the worries and the cares because they belong to him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that good? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And I'm going to go on to um, further on in that very same chapter. Ah, it did. Um, This is the very same chapter towards the end. A little more about the word of God. And I would like to propose to you the word of God is the written word as well as his speaking to us, isn't it? Because his word is rhema and his word is logos. And when we read the scriptures, you know how sometimes you can read it and it's kind of dry? And other times you read it and it's alive? I would propose to you when you read it and it's alive, it's because rhema word is speaking through you into the logos word, right? Whoa. You can read logos, meaning the written word, as if it were a textbook, or you could read it like it was alive with your spirit fully engaged with Jesus and with the word all at the same time, and it just marinates in us and feeds us, and our spirit gets all active, and we just take it in, don't we? So this is, this is what that scripture says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are accountable. Yeah. And I will say this. When I have um, taken the time, and it hasn't honestly happened for a while, to really dial down and really get still and quiet and open up the Bible and say, God, what, you know, what's going on? What do you want me to read? And just spend some time in it. I will tell you, I have had in, some major encounters and visitations through doing that with the word, rhema, logos, coming together. You can't make it happen, but he will do that if you just really, you know what I mean? You really 
get into it and you allow him to speak through you and it's just it's like they meet inside it's it's a it's pretty amazing i didn't used to think that about the bible back before i had the holy spirit but with the holy spirit helping us read it it just really becomes alive to us had that experience um it was a number of years ago. My dad was dying of pancreatic cancer. I think this was 19... No, this was 2000, I think, 2000. And um, he... I went down to visit, and I knew he was very, very near death. He was a very big, strong, strapping fisherman guy, um, and he was very thin and, and not doing well. It wasn't going to be much time. And as I was leaving to go home... And at the time, the kids were a lot younger, and we would go down to visit fairly often. Most holidays, we would go down to visit. And as I was leaving, he said to me, we'll see you at Easter. Now, this was January, and I knew he was not going to be alive at Easter. So three days later, when I heard, got word that he had died, Holy Spirit said to me, yes, you will see him on Resurrection Day. And when the Lord spoke those words to me, all grief fell off me. It, would, it just came like a sword. It literally came like a sword. And I, I, this is a little bit... Now, my dad, while he was alive, would have called himself an atheist. I mean, I know he'd gotten saved probably when he was pretty young because his, his sister, my aunt, was also saved. But he was mad at God for some reason he would never really talk about. But... Um, <laughs> This is a little bit of a mystery, but I will tell you, I, he never felt like a safe person to me growing up, like, you know, not somebody you could cuddle with or hug or, you know, talk to about anything, you know, big, strong, tough guy. Um, but after that, spirit to spirit, I just feel this connection like I never had while he was alive. So it's a mystery to me, but something happened. When that word was spoken, my dad was prophesying to me. He didn't even know it. And then the Lord used that to bring healing to me. It was, that was amazing, amazing, amazing. So his word, his voice speaking to us, him showing us things can tear down things in our life like fear and it can build up things and bring truth and revelation and understanding and transformation. One of my favorite scriptures in the whole world is Psalm 29. Love this verse, this scripture. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes also them to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the, the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness 
of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in the temple, everyone says, glory. Show. Yeah. Yeah. So his voice is powerful. It transforms things. It's over many waters. It's everywhere. It's powerful. It breaks things. It kicks down the walls. (laughs) like we were, we were singing earlier. But he brings joys, makes us skip like a calf, gives us joy, and brings forth birth, causes new things to come to pass. He gave me a new thing when he spoke those words about my dad to me. Never knew what it was to have kind of a, dad, a daddy. And that gave me those words. I don't know what it was about them. You see how it was so many different levels. He was speaking that to me, and it did something in me. I had a daddy for the first time in my life. Yeah. Some, uh, a while back, um, a mom mom brought her young daughter to me because... um, because the daughter had been having nightmares, like night after night after night after night, having nightmares. And um, she, it started out, she was, had night terrors when she was really little, and now it was nightmares all the time, and didn't really know why. Um, so Jesus is just so good. Within a fairly short, and this has been going on for years, 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 and, and nothing had seemed to help. Um, but we knew, we knew what needed to happen was find out where the root is and let Jesus be there to speak to her and show her the truth. First, you know, something was keeping her in torment and fear. Um, and when we, um, pretty quickly she was willing to open up and share about it, which I'm not going to share all the details there, but that basically um, there were some people in her life, it wasn't her family, but there were some people in her life that had um, told her, to keep secrets, and had um, just, there were some things that she was made to do she didn't really want to do. It wasn't, it doesn't sound like it was outright abuse, but forcing a child to do something they don't want to do is is very tormenting to a child. Let's just put it that way, okay? Um, Anyway, as we were ministering to her, and what often it happens with kids that locks them up is of fear is they are feeling this sense of false responsibility and the sense that somehow what was going on because they didn't like it but they didn't feel the power to change that somehow it was their fault and as soon as she heard the lord say to you her this is not your fault night and day She broke into her mom's arms, weeping, weeping, weeping. Complete transformation. That was the word of the Lord she needed to hear. It wasn't her fault. He was taking all that shame and blame off of her. And no more nightmares. No more nightmares. Yeah. That's what what God wants to do for us, doesn't he? Give us hope. Give us new future. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be a familiar scripture to many of you from um, from First Kings. Remember, Elijah was out battling the prophets of Baal, taking them out. Dude, strong guy, 
did amazing exploits for the Lord. But then the Lord had this very interesting conversation with him when Elijah's out hiding out in the wilderness after he did all this amazing stuff. He is hiding out in the wilderness. And the Lord came to him and said this, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, you all know this one, a still, small voice. So what the heck was that all about? That's Drakeus being kind of weird. I think what the Lord was trying to tell him, see, Elijah was this mighty man of power, and he was used to doing exploits and hearing the word of the Lord and doing it. But Elijah had not learned to hear the still small voice in the storm. He learned to call down the storm. He learned how to stop the storm, but he did not learn how, had not yet learned to hear the still small voice in the storm. And how many of you want to know, if you want to learn how to hear the still small voice in the storm, we need to learn to cultivate it before we're in the storm. I know many of you were um, around six years ago, six years ago, six years and two months ago, when um, Russ got extremely sick, like extremely, extremely, about as sick as anybody could be sick and still survive. And it went on, and it went on, and it went on. 40 days in the ICU altogether. And every day I'd go in and, oh, something new happened. Oh, oh, now he's an AFib. Oh, now lungs collapsed. Oh, now this. Oh, no, that. And I'm like, I will tell you, I was having a real hard time hearing the still small voice during that time. I could feel God's presence. I knew he was there. But it was hard for me to hear his voice. And I was so grateful for for all of you that were there that were praying in faith and believing, you know, because I was having, I was, God made it clear what I was to do, which was be present with Russ and, you know, be tuned into what was going on with his soul. Um, but I was so grateful there were other people around that could hear his voice and be very, you know, present for me and all. Um, but it taught me something. It's like, oh, wow, I thought it was so easy for me to get connected with you, Jesus. It was a little hard when I was in my own personal storm. That was a lot harder time. But that's why we cultivate it when we're not in the storm. And then when we're there, we'll still be able to stay in that place, won't we? Because that's what Jesus was able to do. That's what he was able to do. And it's my last scripture from Matthew 4 4 when Jesus is facing off with Satan. Remember that? Out in the wilderness after fasting 40 days, and the devil's taunting him and teasing him. And this is Jesus saying to him, and this is, I think, from Deuteronomy or something. This is an Old Testament scripture, actually. 
And Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. I would propose to you that Jesus was able to walk this earth the way he did because he was in that constant communion, getting his, his, his meat, his food, his, his heart nutrition day in, day out from his father. He knew. Uh, today, maybe if Jesus came back, he might say something like that, like, well, man does not get his... Does, man shall not live by the Internet alone or by Facebook alone or by the latest superhero movie alone. I don't know. But back then, right? They didn't have anything to great entertainment. Other, I mean, it was feasts. That's what they did, right? It was, they were always having feasts, those, those, those Hebrews, always having feasts, which was awesome. Weddings, I guess, that lasted a few days and things like that, right? So for them, that was the great, probably one of the greater sources of pleasure was, or, or satisfaction was sit around and have a great feast together. But Jesus said, you know, that's good, but I tell you, I'm not going to make it in this life without, without my manna from heaven on a daily basis, getting it fresh and new every single day. I No way am I going to make it on this earth. And I know that he wants that same thing for, for each and every one of us, that we get that revelation that, that that's how refreshing and fulfilling and satisfying and available his present word, his his presence, the revelation he wants to bring into every single person's life that's available to every single one of you. He is not holding out on any of us. He isn't. He wants to speak to us. He wants to commune seamlessly with every... I mean, he already is from his side. (laughs) We're just the ones who move sometimes. He is with us always. I've seen it way too many times. Like one minute he's not there and one minute he is. What happened? Well, he didn't move. (laughs) We opened a little door in our heart that we didn't even know was closed. And sometimes it's easier to do than we think. Sometimes. Hmm. So would you guys be good with doing a little giving it a little try right now? How would that be? Yeah? Okay. (laughs) Phew. So I would encourage you all to close your eyes. Because if my completely unbelieving patient could go from one minute not having thought of God for probably decades to the next minute having an intimate connection, how much more? For those of you who acknowledge Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and you think and you pray to him every single day, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So first, Lord, I ask that you would come and sovereignly move and just break off anything that is not of you, not of you right now, Lord. Move it aside. In your mighty name, Jesus, because you are the name that is above all names. It is your name to whom we bow and acknowledge you are king of kings and you are Lord of lords. And you're so good. You're so good.
You're so good. And I ask now, Lord, for your stillness and your quiet. And would you lead each one of these to a place? Lead each one to a place. Would you open a door? Would you lead them down a path? Would you open up a revelation, God, of where you would meet with them right now? This might be a familiar place or this might be a new place. Just let it open up before you. And I want you to look around. Allow your senses to pay attention because that helps this place become more real. Feel. Listen. Look around. Jesus, why did you bring me to this place? What is it you want to show me now? What does this place mean for my destiny? What do you want me to know about myself that I've never known before? Jesus, do you have anything you want to give to me right now?
And you know, if you want to get closer to him, you can. If you want a hug, you can ask for that. I'm feeling a lot of joy starting to bubble up. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Whew, so if, um, if you want to stay there, you can. It is about time for uh, any of the, those of you who have children to come back <laughs> and go get your children. I want to encourage you, though, when you open up a space like that, go back there. It helps keep it fresh. Then if you let a few weeks go by and you go, oh, that was that cool place I was hanging out with Jesus, and it's harder. Do you know what I mean? Keep going back. It keeps that, pl- that space easier to get to. Ooh, yeah. So stay there if you want to keep connecting with him. Okay, so, um, and, well, I actually think this is really good, you guys. <laughs> I think this is good enough, and this is, this is enough right here. So, whoa, 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 okay, hey, hey, it is like, I'm like standing in an angel or something right now, because I'm like on fire, it's like, what? So, Jesus, I just want to seal what you did today. And wherever they got to, Lord, I pray for more doors to open, more experiences, more connecting. And I want to tell you this, guys. It's true for me, too. It's often easier when we're together because it's like our spirits amplify. Okay? I'll be honest. It's true for me, too. It's sometimes harder by yourself. But you just open. Opened up a new space. Keep, keep, keep it open. <laughs> okay, so parents, go get your kids. And yeah, keep going there with God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. I was just going to share while I was sitting there, and it was almost like I was falling into this dreamlike state. And um, this song came out of nowhere that, that I hadn't heard in years. And um, as I 
was coming to realize, okay, this is the Lord, and he's bringing that up. And that's how he was speaking to me. Um, I thought it would be good to share because I feel like it's for all of us. Um, I'm just going to read the lyrics. In the secret, in the quiet place, in the stillness, you are there. In the secret, in the quiet hour, I wait only for you because I want to know you more. I want to know you. I want to hear your voice. I want to know you more. I want to touch you. I want to see your face. I want to know you more. In the stillness, in the quiet place, in the stillness, you are there. In the secret, in the quiet hour, I wait only for you, because I want to know you. I want to know you, I want to hear your voice, I want to know you more, I want to touch you, I want to see your face, I want to know you.